Hey everybody, welcome to your unpaid therapist. Hello, welcome to another episode of your unpaid therapist. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I didn't even get a donut. Oh, that's, that, right? that's sexy though. I, right? like, I like it. I'm Valerie Milagros Ortiz. I don't know. I am your host, Ali Kona. She's away. Brad Ford. <laughs> this is your unpaid therapist. Shua. This is so much pressure. I don't have anything planned, but if you guys insist, I can sing you a song. This is your unpaid therapist. Matt Mar, everyone. Right? You're welcome. He said. <laughs> his his had yes. that little vibration. Well, I know. Yesterday was Cinco de Mayo, and she had some tequila, so the voice <laughs> is a little low, a little low. Keep it going, a little low. Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> that was Ali Kona. That was Matt, and I am Valerie, and uh, we're back. Yeah, let's. Oh, wait, that was you. Huh? English. Huh? Yeah, work. And yeah, did you guys know that my first English I just English? felt like you're an extra in a James Gunn movie. I didn't know what happened to you. <laughs> Today's topic, you guys, is Debbie Downers. How to deal with them. Or realize that you are one. Oh, Whoa. And then do... I mean, one of my favorite SNL sketches. Oh, really? Oh, with Rachel Dratch. You oh, seen she's that? so good. It's like, she, it's like everyone's happy and having this like mm-hmm. great moment. It's like, oh, isn't this a great party? And then uh, Debbie Downer would say something like, yeah, this would be really great if my dead mother could be here. And then it goes. <laughs> 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 so good. It's Harry, they're telling you you scoot in towards me, oh, sugar. Okay, scoot okay, in okay. Scooty tooty, fresh and free. Got it. Okay. All right. Let's let's never have I ever, you guys. Yes. Oh, okay. Boom, boom, boom. Let me pick one. I'm gonna go blue. Okay. Ah. <laughs> never have I ever stuffed my bra. Oh no. But I will tell you a story on how. Um, when I was living in Florida, so it's funny because I thought about this when you, in another episode, Ali Kona. How am I looking at you right now? I feel myself going like this. I know. You're like, what is she going to say? <laughs> um, Ali Kona was talking about some friend who put a sock in her butt when she sweat too much. And <laughs> you're going to have to. You had to go back for that one. <laughs> you have to. Um, so I didn't do that, but I definitely had a sweating problem. So I would put tissue paper underneath my armpits. And in Florida, it is humid and nasty or whatever. And I would sweat, like have all the, you know, pit stains. So embarrassing, like for a woman, you know, because like you've seen men, whatever. So I was super embarrassed about it. So um, I had an audition for uh, Water Park for Went Wild and, you know, swimsuit, whatever. And I, that's just kind of what I did. I would put little, you know, toilet paper underneath my arms um, while I got ready for stuff because I would get like the what did the stress sweat you know mm-hmm. now there's like all kinds of deodorants for these kind of things um and so I got to the audition they were ready already like okay you know nobody no waiting and I had to rush into the room and take off my uh, outer layer for to show my swimsuit um sure enough I take it off and I totally forgot about the toilet paper and the toilet paper falls out like on the ground. And I wasn't (laughs) the only one in the room. There's like three or four other people in the room. And I was like, (gasps) and I like pick it up real quick. And I'm like, this looks just, you know, awful. So I didn't stuff my bra, but it sure looked like. 
Did you get the role? I did, actually. Hey! I did. I did. And it's so funny because it wasn't union. And what that means is, it's just like, I just got paid for doing the commercial. And every time they played it, I didn't get any money. But I mean, I was a kid, so it didn't matter. And I got to go to a water park for free and yeah, play wet all day. and wild. Yeah. I remember <laughs> yeah. the thing, yeah. So like, I was like, win-win. Uh, yeah, that's my story. What a, Did you ever stuff your bra? I have. Have you? Oh, well, you have. Well, I I have to. Tell us. Yeah. Because if I, I don't do drag per se, but if I'm doing a show and I have to, then I have to stuff my bra. I I remember, um, because I'm a theater actor as well, and and so I was doing in a musical in college, and we did a forum. Well, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, a Sondheim musical, and um, it's a farce, and it's all, you know, it, it's like almost like if you don't know it is like it's like Mel Brooks type of far. It's just really funny. And um, so I play a character who's a Grecian or a Roman slave who I'm basically comedy of errors. I'm running around the stage, but at one point uh, dresses in drag. And so they wanted my breast to look really big and hilarious. So the last half of the show, I had to like run, you know, strip down on my underwear. They put on a dress, and then we just, they just will literally hand me two cantaloupes, actual cantaloupes. Oh, and I put two cantaloupes <laughs> in that my bra. And I would like do the rest of the show running around with cantaloupes <laughs> bouncing what? on my soul. She has stuffed her bra. Wow, wow. but that is like Have on you... another level. I was going to say, I was like, that is tiring. I bet. Yeah, it was, it was, it was an event, let me tell you. I mean, how, how chafed were your nipples? Jeez. Um, speaking of sweaty from running around, I think I was fine. It's fine. Oh my what God. about you? This one time. <laughs> oh, Go guys. Ahead. Okay. Spill it. So this one time when I was younger, uh, there's something wrong with me, you guys. There was some painters over at our house. I'm talking like little, okay? I, I didn't have boobies. They weren't like going to come seven, in. I was, still, mm, I was still playing with Barbies. Fourteen, uh, huh? Fourteen. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I'm gonna guess around eight. That's just a wild guess. I don't really know. But these painters were, you know, they were like on ladders, and we had a two-story house. I don't know. They were painting something, and I don't know why. I thought this one guy was attractive, and I was like, oh, I want to look like womanly. So I stuffed my little shirt. But I was playing Barbies at the same time too. Oh so I'm goodness. like with my little Barbies, but I got all this Kleenex in my oh boobies, my and I was looking out the window like all womanly. <laughs> Hi, wow. painter. You're going to have to uh, subscribe to our Patreon to watch this video. <laughs> yeah, boy, you're a woman Cohen of the night early. <laughs> exactly. Early. Uh, yeah. Anyways, that's my, that's the only time I've ever stubbed my That's so interesting. That, like, I'm hearing you say this and I'm like, that's so funny, but it also, like, made me sad. Like, I'm like, oh. Like, well, yeah, when you're little and you feel like you have to have yes. boobies to be yeah. attractive. Oh, yeah. so yeah. many things. It's a lot so of pressure. Many things. It is a lot it, of That's pressure. like our first never have a, is that the only first? No, that's the second one. Right? What? Second, huh? Are we never have a effering? Um, yeah, I only, I, I started it. Oh, so oh. You, so you, you go ahead. Go. Oh, gee, that's what right? I was saying. Like, we haven't even gotten to any other. Okay. Huh? Okay, this is clearly not my question because I was like, what? Never have I ever lied about my interests. Oh, to impress a guy or avoid turning him off. Oh, okay. So meaning like you have a weird thing with like you love my little ponies and you're 25 and you're like, don't want to tell a guy because you want to scare him off. Wow. No, but I didn't. I didn't. I want to say I felt more because I read that and especially when I dated in my 20s, if somebody would be like, 
oh, I really like the cranberries. And I'd be like, yeah, they're so great. I don't know that fucking band. I don't know them at all. And I used to be so, they'd be like, oh, I just read this book. I was like, yeah, I heard that's really good. I really want to read that. And I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. But so I did that a lot. I did a that lot. with music. There was somebody I had really liked that I danced with, and he's like, "Oh, I love." Was it like Portishead? And I was like, "Yeah." And then I went home and I was like, "Oh, let me listen to this." Oh yeah, I like this. I didn't like it, but I sure did like burn it on a CD and listen to it all the time. Wow, dumb Portishead. Wow. What yeah. about you? Um, I feel like in little ways for sure, like I don't know, music or, or shows or something, maybe. Um, oh yes, television shows. Yeah, would like be. something that somebody was watching. It's like <laughs> I still do that sometimes now. Honestly, if people are talking about television shows and they're in a group and they're like, "It's great," and I just kind of go, "Yeah, great," because it's then you're that person at the party that you're like, "Yeah, I haven't watched White Lotus yet," and they're like, "You haven't watched White Lotus?" Oh, and I don't, then you're I, that I proudly, person. I'm that. I'm the. I haven't watched Game of Thrones. Me either. Don't Me either. Me. The ending was not good. Well, and the thing is, sure, I'll give it a try, but I've heard that. So it's like you guys I watched want it all, me to and invest the all this time, and then all y'all. I would tell people, don't go watch True Blood. Ah. The last season's not worth it. See? So I don't, at this point, Although Game of Thrones age, was still worth it, see, actually. That's what I feel. It's still really good. It's just they just shit the bed on that last little season. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it for sure. But I think for sure when you get older, you get over that real quick. You get and over somebody, that real quick. Yeah, you're just like, no. I, no, do I like, no, I don't like that. Yeah. All right, is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Never have I ever given my number to a man out of pity. Then he didn't respond. And then, wait, no, no, I'm sorry. Give, given, never have I ever given my number to a man out of pity for them. Then I didn't respond when he called or texted. Ah. <laughs> Why is I feel like I. We wonder who wrote this. One. I'm, a, I'm just gonna say I've. Uh, um, I feel like. I feel like I'm the guy that gave them my number, and then they never called and responded yeah. to me. Aww. So I'm on the other end of it. I've only had like this one really very interesting, strange, much older than me man, old enough to be gentleman enough to offer his number and not try to get my number. And he's like, here, let me give you my number. I was like, oh, okay, sure. And then I never called. And then I think like a few months later, I ran into that person. They're like, hey, girl, like you totally ghosted me. Oh, you know, I've been busy. And I didn't, like I said, I don't know this person. But he's like, oh, so good to see you. Gave me a hug and a kiss on the cheek. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know you. Guess I'm really glad. Because I almost did text out of courtesy Mm -hmm. to be like, hi, thank you for whatever. It was nice to see you. That's Mm -hmm. it. Glad I didn't do that. Because then they would have had my number. Yeah. Well, so that, sorry, I'm going to take a side tangent and ask y'all real quick. What do you think is enough time? Like if, do you think it's rude if you don't message someone back when they initially make contact? Like, do you think it's rude? Let's say you go on, uh, let's say you go on one date with a guy Mm -hmm. and y'all go on like a coffee date. So like a 30 minute coffee date and you're like, you're just not feeling it. Mm -hmm. And then he sends you a text saying, Hey, I really enjoyed the date. Would you like to go out again? Like, I actually probably would say, yeah, I'm not feeling, but but at the same time, I don't get upset, like, after a date or two if someone doesn't message me back because I'm like, I get it. It's awkward for you to be like, hey, I'm just not that into you with something I just met. Like, I don't know. Like, 
But that's rude to me. What's rude? To like, uh, I'll message them back. But I have to say, oh, if I go on a yeah. date with someone and they they don't message me, I don't know. I've kind of looked at it like, okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, no, so, I just feel like if that's kind of the chicken way. I, like, and look, I just said that I didn't call this person. They gave me their number. But if you actually go on a date with somebody and later they text you and you just ignore them, to me, that's rude. Just say, you know what? It didn't. The chemistry just wasn't there. But I like you. Like you're a cool person. I hope we cross paths. What do you say? I guess that's good. I hope we go. But that, do you? But no. Do you, but I wouldn't do say you, that. But do you? That's what the deal. Like oh. you respond, say, "Hey, I think I got more of a friend vibe, or let's cross paths again." No, you no. don't want to cross paths again I'm because. Good. But to you, ignore them, just ignore you don't have them. To ignore no, but them. what do you say? But, okay. You just say, "Hey, I'm just not feeling it. Have a good life." No, so almost. You're. I mean, also too, depending on what you're looking for, it's like I and where you are in your life, right? So because. This is something that when I first started dating, it was really hard for me because it's really hard to just tell somebody you're not into them. And because, you know, you're, you're, you want to be nice. You don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. You know, whatever. But what I realized and I and I told all whoever I went out with or even just talked to or did a little call on the app. I was super honest and said um, things like that or like I'm, I'm looking for something really specific right now. And um I didn't get that vibe from you, but thank you for taking the time to meet up with me or thank you for taking the call or whatever. You know, hope you find your person. Oh, that's and, good. And everybody was so appreciative. Like, and, and the feedback that I got felt like, oh, you got, nobody tells you this often and was very uh, much like. People said that to me before, like, thank you for saying something. Yeah. And, and like, uh, best of luck to you too. Like, you're great. Like, if nothing works out with that dude, hit me back. You know, they'll be funny with it, which I totally respect and I love when, and when people put humor into, into something like that. But I was like, this is so much easier than I thought because I was like, ooh, ooh, you know, like scared to say this. Yeah. But after a little practice and then getting the response that I did, it was just like, oh, like everybody just wants the truth, especially like I don't know you. So I don't. And mm. so it's so why am I putting so much weight on on a stranger? I'm just used to shitty men just ghosting me. I guess I just Aww, no. I mean, I guess I'm like doesn't bother me anymore. Well, and I'm glad <laughs> that that is that you I when you, hearing you say that makes me think you have a, enough self worth to know that that has nothing to do with you. Or I hope they're, it does. I feel like they're they're just they're you know, they don't what, know how the to quote do when people show you who they are, believe them. I don't yes. mean they're a bad person, but it's like, oh, you show me that you're not into me. Okay, great. Yeah, you're not into me. We've spent thirty minutes together. Not a big deal. Exactly, and it's yeah. more like good because that's not what that kind of communication. Yeah, I'm not upset if if I saw them, I wouldn't be upset. I'd be like, hey, how are you? Yeah, like bye. Because you, you know you. Better than that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad that that's how you take it. Cause, and I also think sometimes it's just some people lack those kind of communication skills or, or, the, or that, you know, cause even, I don't know. I think that's a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's super fascinating. I don't even remember what the, you know, what's yeah. hard to do deal with people who are very negative. <laughs> downers. Let's talk about it. Yes. Uh, oh, okay. So I got this quote. It said, I was like, this is good. Negative people need drama like oxygen. Stay positive. It will take their breath away. That's I've never heard, that, I've heard that quote before. Yeah. I've never heard it, but that's, I that's, good. Uh, that's a good one. Like okay. It. So talk to us. Okay. So we we're talking about, I mean, God, this is such a common thing, I think. I don't know. I'm, I, maybe yes. I'm yes. saying that just from our talks, but living with somebody growing up with somebody or being in a relationship with somebody who is a Debbie Downer or depressed or 
has different energy than you like how do you deal and and we were talking about this specifically Ellie Cohen and I we've talked about this a lot actually mm-hmm. and so why did why did you think we needed to make Just, it an episode because it is so common and there's not a lot of awareness um I connected with a family member last year that I didn't know was my family member and the only reason I'm not saying I don't know if this person's gonna listen this person's very sweet but they've had a lot of trauma in their life. And I just noticed a pattern after we got to know each other, the messages were, when I say messages, like we, we audio text and it'd be a lot of like, ah, and then this happened and then this happened today. And of course this happened. And I'm like, goodness gracious, I really want to get to know you, but that is tough. And I don't know you well enough to tell you, stop it. And my mom used to do that too. It was a combination of she'd pick on me, but also be negative. And it was me recognizing, first of all, it's hard when it's a parent because first they teach you how to act. Mm -hmm. And then as an adult, you still have this, or at least for me, dynamic where they're the authoritative figure and you're the child. So who are you to tell them Mm -hmm. about themselves? I eventually did. (laughs) But before I did, I stayed away from them which is weird because it's your own mom gosh i hope she's not listening um but if you are you're doing good (laughs) but anyway all that said i like if she call i wouldn't i would not pick up the phone i'd let it go to voicemail and then i would text or something but i'd have to take a step back and that's not to say that i haven't had and it's funny because matt and i would have conversations if i was upset about something like Matt, let's go, you know, we'd go for a walk or whatever. And I'd start telling him about the things I was dealing with. And I'd be like, I am so sorry. I am that friend that's being negative. And you'd always be like, no, you're just venting. So it's like, what is the difference then of- Like, what is a Debbie Downer? Like, what is someone, because I think there's a difference in just like sharing your day-to-day bullshit you have to go through. And then someone who is either, um, in such a negative space and not able to, um, but also not only they're in their own space, but almost they, I've had friends, I kind of look at like a Debbie Downer as someone who not only is always in a bad mood, but then they, they always want to yuck my yum. You know what I mean? And so, so they're actually projecting. Don't (laughs) yuck my yum. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yuck my, they're projecting their shit on my, on me. And like, trying to you know if i have something going on in my life they go well but it and i'm like no like not that i want to live in toxic positivity because that is a real thing um i don't want to do that either i think that's something i probably did more when i was younger like i'm all good everything's good i'm all happy yeah it's like a disney story i try not to do that now i try to like share my the road bumps as well as just you know uh the other stuff but yeah so there's definitely i think though it's hard to describe though, but I think Debbie Downer is like a big energy thing for me. Well, you're you you're naturally positive person, and and you're an uplifter. I feel like a Debbie Downer is the kind of person who, if you were going to take an average of the days you've spent with them or your yeah. conversations, on average, there's a lot of heavy negative complaints like it's not just like this happened i had a bad day or da 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 the situation it's not situational it just feels like and i'm just going to speak for myself the person that i um was in like had that who was super debbie downer it was very woe is me about everything Mm -hmm. um 
And some things were super valid and made sense, but other things, when it struck me the most, when, because I'm very much like you, Amelie, um, you know, Happy. I'm like, mm. that's how I am. Thank you. And so, you know, we're positive. We like to be happy and we like, you know, things that make us feel happy. But when I'm not happy or, or we were, or, uh, what is it, the halt thing? Uh, when I'm, I'm halt. Oh, uh, when he was, uh, let's talk about this in the break. How, in the break. Halt. If you're, um, hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, then stop. Stop. It's, you're not in the right place necessarily to make a decision, to have an important conversation, take care of the thing that you, that one of those four things. That is, just gold because mostly for me is I'm hungry um maybe tired mm -hmm. but um or just whatever life you know yeah yeah but I was in a, a situation where um this person who was normally Debbie like they Downer they just they just ate they weren't angry they're not lonely <laughs> and they just woke up from a nap and they still in a bad mood exactly, <laughs> exactly. and then still I might off. I might have been you know hungry or whatever and this person was like basically said that i need to figure it out because i was the positive one and i was like oh you need to figure them out no like myself so i wasn't allowed to have these moments to be sad or upset and oh because you were the positive person for and, them yeah so you and played a was, role yes and I think I'm that person for a lot of people mm -hmm. in my life. But it was the first time that I ever heard it that way. And I was like, that is so rude. One, and unfair. And just like, I'm sorry. Wait, what? Like, do I? Oh, I it, it made me feel like this. <sighs> yeah. Um, and it just felt so unfair and so one-sided because I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm not allowed to feel depressed. Did or you sad. tell them that? Yes. But I, but I can be that for you and, and your cheerleader and lift you up all the time. Like, and it was the first time I felt almost lonely in this relationship because of that. Because mm. I was like, dang, I don't, I don't get well, it. Well, it's too. also, it's very dismissive of your feelings. Yeah. And at the same time, like then all of a sudden it like lets them off the hook for being your rock. If that makes sense, like come be my rock. But instead you're like, well, you're the positive one. I don't know how to do it. So you figure it out. Huh? Yeah. And it wasn't even like that, but it was more of like, Oh, because you you can tell when you're mad or when you're not f happy or whatever. And I was like, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I because I'm 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 not having a good day today. <laughs> like I'm not trying to fake it, right? So, but that was wrong. And I was like, mm, but you're allowed to be this all the time. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Um, learned a lot in that relationship. Um, yeah. But that that's hard though. Also too, I was gonna and I wanted to add that what's difficult, what makes it tricky is when um, there's mental health stuff packed into that package. That's yeah. That's a whole other ball game because that's then that's it's kind of like it's not just about them and there. It's, it's not, not about them just bidding in a good. It's an illness. Yes. And so how do you how do you navigate that? Why very differently. It, and being compassionate, understanding, but also having your boundaries and also getting your needs met and all these. It's just, it gets real tricky and, and hard. It's, you know, because also too, um, you know, I'm, um, I think that it's also, especially when you're talking about 
mental illness and things like that. Um, I am a p- big proponent of medication just because I'm not saying I would want to suggest that the first thing, but I think it's this idea of, um, especially in our culture, we're in this culture of this American, like you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, individualist culture, which I think is a lot of bullshit. I think we all get to a place because of other people and we might do it by ourselves, but there's always someone or a community or something that something organization that supports you that, um, that, that has to be there. Especially I think this whole individual you is a very like white cis male perspective and when you're that other it's kind of hard just to pick yourself up and do you need the support so but when you're talking about someone who's debbie down on mental illness it's they like i remember whenever i was going through a stressful year i was doing like a special medical thing i was getting my blood test like every three months and i would see the rate of my cortisol which is the stress hormone i would see it as the more stress i got during the year how stressful, hey, we just go, my levels would go up and up and up and up and up and up. And it finally culminated when my dad passed away. And I remember like a, a month after when my dad passed away, um, my cortisol level, I think it's supposed to be between eight and 11 and my cortisol level was 20. And I went, oh, that's why I can't relax. It's not because I'm doing the wrong thing. It's not because I'm fucking up. I was shaming myself saying, Matt, come on, you need to be in a better mood. You need to be happier. No, literally my body could not regulate itself. And so I think when we're talking about people with depression and uh, anxiety, they're like, why can't I just be calm? Why can't? It's because your body is chemically out of balance and you can't. So that's a whole other issue. Now, somebody Super who just... a whole other issue. It, yeah, it's Debbie Downer is more of a lighter thing. But I also feel like it can't, especially now because it is talked about and people are on medication and they are aware of their things. Um And I tread lightly because I understand the magnitude of that, but also sometimes some people, I'm going to just say it like this. In my experience with, with in that situation, um, it was used almost as a clutch or no crutch as a crutch of, or as a, like an excuse for certain behaviors where it's just like, okay, this is really difficult to navigate because you have to see people where they are. You really have to accept that. Now, if they use it or not, and if it's, I think there's a difference too of using it as a crutch and then you, and then weaponizing that against you, that then that's crossing a boundary. Then that's when you need to tell a person you can't accept that and possibly not be be around that energy. And a crutch is more kind of like, you know, I do, like, I have a couple friends that I, I have one friend in particular, he's a really good guy, a really good person, and I know when I'm around him that it's just going to be, it's just going to be a harder, it's going to be a more intense time, because that's kind of where he just lives as a person, but there's so much other good things that have happened, because I think, too, we have the emotional capital of history together, and being there for one another, so it's, it's, I like yeah. that you said um, accepting them for where they are. I think that's that's so beautiful and so important. I think, yes, 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 yes. But the weaponizing thing is is and accepting them where they are and knowing that's where you're not. Yeah. So that that's the part. That's the tip. We always talk accept people where they are. That's great. But then knowing that 
Do I accept that or do sure. I not? Yeah. So I know we have to wrap things up soon, but I would love to like solutionize mm -hmm. and just say that, okay, how do we... Because I said how I deal with a Debbie Downer, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing for my own health and well-being and energy. I step back. But if it's somebody that you can't step back from, like you live with them, A, how do you deal with that? And B, how can we help somebody get gain the self-awareness to go, am I that person in the room? Oh, God, I am. I think I need to work on myself because I think the problem is there is not that awareness. They think mm -hmm. that it's just life is out to get them. It's happening to them and not for them. So yeah i think talk to your friends if you're in that if you feel like you are one ask your friends like hey do you feel like i'm always in a bad mood or do you feel like i'm always i feel like i'm talking to you about my day and it feels like i'm complaining do you ever get that vibe for me do you feel that like check in because i don't think you you need that you, from honest friends not not your coworker, but like someone you really trust yeah and i think i even because of situations of like growing up in that kind of a home or you know parentals or things like that like boundaries maybe i don't i think i don't know especially for young children i think that's just so hard it's difficult because you can't get out of the can't. house i mean for me i did i i was uh and i enjoyed it but i was a cheerleader i ran track i was in theater i did all the the activities that kept me away from home so outside of being fun it was also like a sanctuary and less time for me to have to be around that yeah i like that and and i think that works could work for an adult as well like finding those people or activities that give you and solace or peace person. i yes. mean just, just being honest with the person saying look i think you're a debbie downer like i think like you're always and i say this not because it affects me but also because i love you and i care about you and i I feel like you're just not happy in life. Yes. That's sad for me. Yeah, and hopefully being able to help, right? And 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 come up with solutions for them or point them in the right direction if it's something that um they can recognize too and be like, "Ah, thank you." And most and I would say like most close friendships or people hopefully like I would accept that like dang, okay. You know, right. if somebody who's in that mm -hmm. healthy self-awareness space, hopefully. Um yeah, I this quote is more about just like negative people, but it says stay away from negative people. They have a problem for every solution. Mm. So true. <laughs> I th but I think full stop kind of, you know, we talked about accepting people. But again, it goes back to there are people that are karmically, energetically, whatever you believe, are going to to bring negativity into your life. And and that can turn into a toxic way, and that's always okay to say. I think sometimes we feel like we need a, a bigger reason to end a friendship or a relationship because it needs to be because of a reason. And just the fact that when I'm around you, you make me feel really icky. I just want to give people permission that that's reason enough. Yes, I love that. That is so good. And I hope that resonates with people and you guys can take that to heart because that's, yeah, give yourself that permission. Thank you Thank so you. much. I'm in, I'm on a couch with, if it's a Debbie Downer, what are y'all? Uh, I don't know, an Ursula Upper? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a street drug. It does, it does, it does. Give us Ursula Uppers. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, I think that wraps things up. I don't know. We had three cameras. One's blinking. It may be on. It may not be on. So uh, I will say good night, good morning, good afternoon. Happy snack time to you. And uh, thank, thank you, for you for joining, joining us. us. Thank you always to Frank, to T. Michael. To your camera. Uh, yeah. Thank you. And of course, to Matt. And to you, Alicona. I mean, thank you. Okay, All right. Thank you all. All right. Uh, see you next time. All right. Oops. Bye.